just encouraged. I want you to go in your Bibles tonight. Hebrews. 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 He didn't brew, he didn't brew anything lately. Teasing. I want to talk to you about Jesus. What else will we talk about tonight other than Jesus? New and living way. We're going to Hebrews 10 and 19 through 25. Yeah, word. Thank you. I have notes. See? One sticky note. That's all I got. You have no idea. Mentally, I'm already out of this building. Like, I'm already out. You have no idea. I'm just gone. I'm already down the street preaching in front of you all. I'm just not here. So just pay attention. I might disappear. God's good. We'll all go. Stage and all. Anyway, I just want to talk to you about two things, the newness, the new thing that God is doing, and living life in Christ, okay? These two things are super important, and Jesus, I, I, we, just, we just have to believe right now that God is opening up the realm of revival and awakening in the region, and we have to prepare our hearts for what God's about to do, because I realized over the last few weeks and the last few months, we're not ready. I said this before, but we're not ready. I feel like I'm not ready for what God's about to do. As I sat here and I meditated on all the things that God is going to do in the future within 30 days, are we ready for that? Because if, if all of a sudden God shows up and the church is packed out, not just Sunday night, but every night, are you ready for that? <laughs> I got one person ready for that. I got one person ready for that. I'm happy I got one. No, here, here's the deal. Because when God shows up and God begins to pour out his spirit without measure, things begin to take place and we, and we have to hold on. Because the ride's moving, the train's moving, everything's moving, and we need to be ready to go with God and what he's doing. So I just want us to look, because the Lord has things that he wants us to really engage with, and that's the new thing that he's going to do. Do you believe that he's doing a new thing in your life? Do you believe that life abundance, life and life abundantly is your portion? Because there has to be, an, an, you have to agree with God coming and showing up. Let me tell you, when God does something brand new, it, it will always supersede the last thing he just did. As a matter of fact, it will supersede probably the last three things he just did. And so we need to be prepared for that. 
But you have to position yourself in life, in newness of life. And God's, gonna, God's going to begin to uh, give us revelation. So we're going to ask for the spirit of revelation to come because it's the, way, the only way you can even receive preaching. Do you know that? Like, I can have the revelation, but I want it to hit you and stick to you. And revelation comes by the honey. Right? Honey, it sticks. Come on. All right, so put your hands up in the air. Come on, Lord, we receive tonight by the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Lord, I thank you for your knowledge that supersedes any knowledge. I thank you for your, your um, everything that you can articulate through me because I'm really weak without your articulation through me. No one in this room can understand but by the spirit. And so, Lord, I ask that by the spirit I speak and by the spirit we receive. And, Lord, we break every, legal, uh, every legalistic mindset right now. We, 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 we go outside the boundaries of what we've known in the past. And we ask, Father, that you teach us to walk in this new and living way that you already prepared for us. That's already been ready and made, made well. It's a path that's well and all set for us. And we thank you, Father, that you're going to do it right now in Jesus' name. So Hebrews chapter 10 and uh, verse 19 says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us. See, he made the way and he consecrated. He made it a holy pathway for us to walk into through the veil. That is his flesh. And this is why it's so important that we have communion with the Lord on a daily basis, that we have communion with the Lord in every moment that we come before him in worship, that we commune with him, that it never becomes ritual, but he already provided a new and living way through himself. And, and when I said last week, Jesus is the gift, like Christ is the gift that we've been given that brings us beyond our understanding, beyond our, our, our feeble little mindsets to try and understand and consume what God is going to drop on us. And I'm telling you right now that people in this room will begin to step into something that they've never understood or imagined. They can't have comprehended it because God had did, has done it from, from times past. It was already preordained that you step into the fullness of this in this hour. And so... So it says this, it says, and having a high priest over the house of God. This, listen, this is super important that we step into the realm that God already, Jesus, the high priest, has already made a way and he's already made you ready. You are the house of God. Listen to me. You are the house of God. Uh, corporately, we become a greater house of God. We become the community. We become, the, we become all of, who, of what God wants to do because we come together and there's synergy together and there's revival that, that can actually form and come alive inside of us. You can awaken to something greater than just sitting there together and taking up space and oxygen. Like God can actually touch you and, and verify himself to you right now in this room. And so I want you to be postured with a heart of expectation that I'm not just hearing something, but I'm receiving something. And as I leave this place, I'm, even, I'm actually giving something into the atmosphere because when I pull with faith in the atmosphere, it draws out of God. 
and the God in me that's, that's releasing something. And so there's, there's something that happens with that. And that's the synergy that, that happens when we gather together, right? So we go on. Paul goes on to say this. He said, let us draw near with a true heart. A true heart. With full assurance of faith. And, and I want you to understand that faith is, is necessary to be completely connected with the prophetic realm that, God, that the Lord is re- releasing in this hour. That you must, things that are being released prophetically, things that are being released over your destiny must be grabbed by faith. And that we have full assurance that the Lord himself is forming these things. He's bringing these things. He's wanting us to abide in these things and to live them out. So it's with full assurance of faith, having our hearts, what? Sprinkled from an, e- from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Because there's a cleansing. Because Jesus already made the way. He sanctified the way. And so in sanctifying and, and consecrating the way, he's opened up a realm where you step into and everything that you carried in the past must be released because you have to go into new places and you cannot carry the old season into the new season because when you carry the old season into the new seasons, you have yesterday's expectation on today's things that God wants to do. And God wants to erase that from you. Okay? And there has to be a... a, a an agreement with that right there because all the things, maybe the evil things or the evil ways, right? And our consciences, because God's trying to clean that thing. Come on, you're being sanctified by the Holy Spirit, but you're sanctified by the Word. You're sanctified by the water and the washing of His Word. And God is going to do it. It may not be full yet. and may, You may not have the full manifestation of it yet, but you're on your way to it. Are you hearing me? And that doesn't mean that we're evil. No, God made us as, as creation. And it, it says that our hearts, though, you know, Jeremiah said our heart's evil. You know, it's, it's just, it goes against the will of God. Until it is sanctified, until it is purified, until the soul is clean. <laughs> until your soul becomes one with your spirit. Okay? And then you continually maintain by the washing of his word and by his presence. That's what we all need in this room. That will move us into a realm where we can walk by faith and not by sight. We walk in the spirit. We don't walk in the flesh. And the glory of the Lord will come and the ease of God. I'm watching. I'm watching now. Like literally by Monday, I was a little concerned. Like are we going to get all this done in such a short time? And all of a sudden things began to manifest out of nowhere. And I'm telling you, it's people in this community, but it was also people outside this community or people that just bounced back into this community like had been here three times and all of a sudden they're bringing resources and, and, and contractors, people that I need, key people, right? So that's the ease of walking in what God wants. Working with the angels, there's an ease. When I walk in the glory of God, when I walk under this new and living way, it begins to open doors and begins, you know, it's like Job said, that my feet are bathed in butter. Everyone in this room, your feet, look at your feet, they're bathed in butter. If you're walking with the Lord, God has opened a way for things to be easy 
the more we give ourselves to him and the more we get away from the things that held us back or keep us in a clamp and locked up, the easier it becomes because there's a flow. There's an ease of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promises faithful. And I will tell you that Jesus is so faithful. On Tuesday night, let me just say, I'll, I'll put another punch for Tuesday night because as we were just, Collins, was, it was so nice to have Collins back on the keys and just, just with us. And, and I, not that we miss the girls, but we, we were happy to have our brother back, my son back. I feel like I went into this like, all of a sudden, I realized some things. God's process in my life. Like we sometimes despise the process. Come on, everybody. Sometimes we despise the process. We don't want to go through the stuff. We don't want to go through the hard things. But I came into a revelation, and I became so grateful to the point of weeping because of the process of God in my life. Even through the hard season, even through the last 12 months that have been very difficult, even through previous seasons, I saw seven-year cycles that the Lord was just shifting and changing me and transforming me to look more like him. Not that I'm perfect. Come on, look at me. You know I'm not perfect. But I realized this, that the Holy Spirit is working his workings inside of us as a community, as, 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 as our household, all these things because the Lord is working something in you. And so the, the process that took place in the past that was painful, God is using to bring a, a heart of gratitude now so that I can walk in the fulfillment of what he's called me to. And so the gratitude and this thankful heart thing, you can never leave. Don't ever leave it. God's called you to sit there, stay there, and live there. Gratitude will get us to a higher altitude every time. Right? It'll bring us to high places. And so I'm looking for the Lord to raise my, my standard of what I expect even to see around me because of my heart of gratitude. And that's good preaching. Yeah. So it's then verse 24 says, Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some by exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So here, here, stop. Because we see the day, the day when, when Paul, I, I just believe this is Paul, when the author of Hebrews, we'll just say that, says this, he's talking about the day coming, the, the return of the Lord Jesus. So how much more, it doesn't say, wait, let's just back up. It's not forsake the assembling of ourselves online, together no it doesn't say that no he didn't even know about that he probably did by revelation but I'll just say this God wants you live and in person with people and doing community and it's super important that we find our tribe and we run with our tribe our tribe doesn't change because our emotions change okay our tribe doesn't change because 
we're not dedicated or we're dedicated one week and then we don't feel so dedicated the next week. Our tribe doesn't change. I'll stop. I'm just talking about assembling ourselves together because God wants to bring you together, all of us together in community. My, my tribe doesn't change because I have my own ministry. I'm telling you, your tribe is your tribe. You run with your tribe. And whatever God does from that, good. We bless it and we, we're believing for increase for every person that serves in this place, every place that every person that runs with us. I've got friends running the nations, but I'm in the tribe. I'm just telling you. So we just want to we want to stay in that place. But I want to just look at what the new thing is, because God wants to release the new thing for you. And what does that look like? It's going to look something like this. We're going to Matthew chapter 9. And I just, when I, when I was going into this earlier, as I'm reading, I'm just like, Matthew just had this way of depicting Jesus as the Son of God. And, and, and all the miracles, like you see him through the, these three chapters, he is the Son of God in full force. Like, there is just miracles, there is speaking to the weather, there is casting out demons, there is making the blind see, there is healing women who have been bleeding for 12, 12 years, it is raising the dead. It was Jesus full on, and he, I just want to remind you, he is full on today, because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Forever means forever. We don't, have to, we don't have to interpret the Greek. It means he's the same today. It means that Jesus never changed, and he's living inside of you, waiting to manifest himself outside of you. And so he's looking for a people to come to so that he can manifest himself. But there's something I, I found interesting here. In verse 14, we, we get this. He, he just just took in one of the dirty ones. He took in the tax collector. He took Matthew with him. He took, he took the one that was despised, okay? And he says, come follow me. And then we have John's disciples just saying, listen, why, why aren't you fasting? Like the rest of us Nasherites. Like, why aren't you fasting? And Jesus says, verse 15, chapter 9, can sure you're all with me. You all with me? Yeah. All right. Jesus said to them, can the friend of the bridegroom, excuse me, my eyes are acting weird. Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the day will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. And then they will fast. Then he goes on to say, no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. For the patch pulls away from the garment. And the tear will be made worse. Nor do they put new wine in an old wineskin. 
or else the wineskin will break and the wine will be spilled and the wineskin ruined. But they put new wine in new wineskins and both are preserved. And so I just want us to stop here for a minute because God wants to do something new. When I spoke a few weeks back just about the new thing God is doing. When Alex was here, right? God is doing something brand new and we have to stand with, with belie- and believe that the Lord is releasing a new thing. Now what happens is, here's the new thing. Jesus was on the earth and we have an old religious mindset that says, wait, why aren't you fasting? So I want to get you for a minute because it's not about fasting or not fasting. (laughs) It's about what's happening when God's doing something and how we're responding. Are you understanding me? So here's the deal. When God is doing a new thing, we come to agree with the new thing that he's doing and we don't try to do old things to make the new thing come to birth. All right? So Jesus, he made a new and living way. Like he made the way because of who he was and everything. The Bible says that he said this over, all things become new. And so the Lord is wanting us to come into an alignment with this word here that God is, you cannot patch. What God is about to do, he's about to expand you and you can't do it in an old wine skin. God wants to expand you and he wants you to walk in the ability to stretch. If you cannot expand in this moment, you have to ask God. We can, we're all going to ask God for that right now, actually. Because I feel like this is super important. Because as God begins to pour out His Spirit, this was the thing. Are we ready? Are you ready for the new thing that God's about to do? I want to be. I want to be. But I keep saying to the Lord, Lord, I don't know if the, if the general community is ready for, to do what the new thing looks like. Because if, if I can't be on it, listen, we could go to all kinds of things like our, our mind, our will, our emotion. There's so many things that we can put in this new wineskin. And the Lord wants us to expand ourselves so that we, we are healthy spiritually and we are healthy as a revival community. Okay, so I love the charismatic stuff. I, I'm, I'm all for it. We want to see God move. I, I don't care if you fall down, spin around. I don't care what happens in this place. We just need more room for it. And, the, and, we, and we got it. So here's the deal. God is wanting to come in a new way. And he wants to pour out new wine. So you need to ask the Lord right now. Father, we ask right now by your spirit, that you would give us a new wineskin. Lord, that we would have the ability to receive what you have in this hour. And God, we thank you for your divine nature that helps us to expand and increase. Well, increase our emotions. (laughs) Increase what we're our capacity to grab things by the spirit. Increase our ability to love. Lord, increase our ability to forgive. Increase our ability to be not irritated when it's irritated situations are going on. Lord, give us the ability to widen, widen all these things so that we're healthy and whole. And God, it's it's not just we run from one thing to another to try and find the fix. Lord, I thank you that you're making us into new wineskins that expand and increase in this hour. Lord, teach us to fast and pray. Lord, get, Lord, allow us to be in a, a posture where you come and you re- totally unravel us. Lord, help us to be able to deal with the unravelings you want to do in 
inside of us. Lord, help us to be focused and present while we're in community and walking in community. God, help us to be engaged with one another and not distracted and lost someplace. Yeah, help us to be commit, just focused. And this is super important. And the Lord's going to do it. New wine for new wineskins. The Lord is releasing new wine for new wineskins. And I want your eyes to just be in that place to be able to see and understand. Now go with me to Romans, because this is, this is powerful. Romans chapter 6. Verse 4, maybe I need new contact lenses. I don't know why. I have mercy. Verse 4 says, therefore, are you there? Ver chapter 6, verse 4. All right. <laughs> That's all right, you catch up. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into his death. Super important. This is super important. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we should walk in newness of life. You could just camp there. I could preach that all night. But I'm telling you, you have to identify and re realize that when you were saved, and I got emotionally kicked last week with just my salvation experience once again, and I began to come into it again here on Tuesday night because I'm so thankful for where God has taken me from and when he took me from that place and everyone in this room God has taken you from a place and he's caused you to to be saved you're sitting here you're saved you're being worked on by the Holy Spirit you're being formed by the hand of God and it, it comes through this newness of life because your life, you're already dead. Galatians 2.20 and if I can tell you how many times 2.20's come up in my life over the last two, three months that number keeps popping, popping, popping. Galatians 2.20, you can go there later and check it, but it's talking about God raising you up with him. Just like this, it's, the same, it's, it's, it's in the same context. You've been raised with him, and the life you live, you now live by faith in, actually, the, it's the faith that actually moved through Jesus, which you can't even comprehend because we're not even there yet, but we will get there. Because the manifestation of the fullness of Christ is coming to the body of Christ here in Kingston. Okay? There will be a manifestation of the fullness of the body of Christ in Kingston, at Kingdom Awakening, at the Awakening Revival Center. It will happen. I promise you, God is going to bring everything that we need, all the resources, all the gifts, all the ascension gifts that we need to pour in and we'll see the full manifestation. It won't just be, you know, the, it won't just be a glory train which I'm for the glory train. I want to get lost in the glory. But I'm telling you, it will be from being mature and full. And this thing is where we're going because it's the newness of life. It's the newness of life. And if we, it says this, next verse says, for if, for if we, if, if we had been united together in the likeness of his death, Certainly, we shall also be in the likeness of what? His resurrection. All right, so I'm going to push boundaries for a minute. Because 
you know what? My, my time on this planet is going by. Only meaning that my age is maturing. But what if through resurrection life, God was able to preserve your life? Resurrection life is what raised Jesus from death to life. That means it reversed something. And I'm not going to say that we're going to live eternally, but I would like to live until the Lord returns. Okay? <laughs> Jesus said to a room full of disciples, some in here will not taste death before I return. How are you doing? All right. I'm just going to, I'm going to propose something that resurrection life regenerates your body. Resurrection life regenerates your mind, regenerates your will, regenerates your emotions. Resurrection life is the whole reason that Jesus came to the earth was to resurrect and, be, and, and save us all from sin and death. Amen? Amen. So it broke the power of sin and death. Are you with me? If it broke the power of sin and death, that means that my life can be rejuvenated. Come on, look at your name and say, you're only getting younger. <laughs> Some of the young people are like, no, I just want to get a little older. I'm telling you, it can regenerate your blood. It can regenerate anything that's going on in your body. Healing is available. And it, and it regenerates and eradicates sin and death. That means anything that is of the, of the fall is shifted and changed. It was the glory of the Father. <laughs> it was the glory of God that raised Christ. What does that mean? That means it was the, it was the doxa. It was the, the splendor. It was the, the beauty. It was all of who God is showing up in the tomb and saying, come on, son, time to wake up. And so resurrection life for us is a reality that we are yet to walk in. Okay, stay quiet and chew on it. Listen, I don't care what condition, and we, we're not seeing it in fullness. As a matter of fact, we're going after it. I'm going straight after it, New Year's. Straight after it. Straight after it. When I hear testimonies of, uh, when I see churches that, have canes and and it's not all about physical healing because I, but listen it's all it's like I said last week listen the spirit of God wants us to be full and he wants us the whole man to be rege regenerated ready so that means we want to walk with all the fruit of the spirit being able to love one another through every every situation that doesn't mean we we shield or or we we you know we like to deflect stuff all the time and not deal with it. God's going to deal with that stuff. Look at me. That's part of resurrection life. Like things that we've 
pushed off that we don't deal with in our families and in our emotions and in our will and all this stuff, God's going to deal with it if you're willing. But that's part of Resurrection Road. <laughs> that's not, you know, God wants to move us into a place where our lives are full and he wants you to move with the power of the Holy Spirit. Like we were just reading in, 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 in Matthew chapter 9 where he's raising the dead. Where he's healing blind people. Right? Where Matthew chapter 10 says, go, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the leper. And then he says, if they don't like it, shake, it, shake the dust off your shoes and go to the next village. Guess what? We're stuck in Kingston Village, so we're not going anywhere. But any place else you go and bring the gospel, do you understand me? There's a resurrection life that God is going to raise up in, can I just say, in the corporate body. It's not going to be a few good men or women. Do you understand me? God wants you all moving in power. He wants you all moving in wholeness, in, inside in your inner man. Like the Lord is, is dominant in all places in your life. And he's going to do it. Newness brings life see the new thing brings resurrection life are you with me i want newness of life we want newness of life flowing in this place god's going to change some things in some people's lives even tonight it could happen see it depends depends on what we're expecting from the lord right it depends on 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 if we're available to allow the lord to come in in a fresh way and I just want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and I will land the plane. Perhaps. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, I want to see... The Lord manifest himself in you in fullness. Like liberty is your portion. Guess what? The new place, there'll be no place to hide. You, can't, you don't have to stay in your seats because there's plenty of room. So I'll be pushing everyone out in the aisles. No, there has really, because freedom... Freedom is so necessary for us. God didn't call, call us to be bound up and held back. You hear me? He called us to open our mouths and shout like a trumpet. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 4. This is like I could barely get through the first verse. <laughs> we have such trust through Christ Jesus towards God. Resurrection life, the new and living way. Jesus made a way so that you can walk in this complete trust in God 
through Christ. What does that actually mean? If I'm trusting the Lord fully and completely, that means I let, I let my control go, and he has full control of everything. All of our trying to hold things together and being masters of our own destiny gets thrown aside because he walks in and takes over. And where he goes, you follow. I don't have to, I don't have to position myself. And not, that doesn't mean we don't use our minds to, to go and follow him. But sometimes we're trying to project and we're trying to think, well, how does this work? How does this work? How does this work? I'm learning this more and more and more as we go along. As I go along this, just this little process of getting us in this building, I'm learning it more and more and more. Because I, ha I, I start thinking, huh, how's that going to get done? And it's weighing, you know, turning, 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 trying to think, how's God going to do it? No, I'm not really thinking that. I'm thinking, how am I going to do it? Do you understand me? So I'm not trusting. And the Lord wants us to fully, abandonly trust him. And so when, when we are like that, we're like children, right? We're like children. And then here we go, ready? Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. This is so freeing, guys. This is so freeing. The Lord wants your sufficiency and your sufficient life to be insufficient in yourself and very sufficient in the Lord God. He is mighty. He, he is mighty God. That means there is nothing in the way if we give him full control. If we give him full control... Nothing is in the way because I can't do it in my own. You cannot do it on your own. You can't get yourself free. We start thinking, we, hear, we, we listen, and we listen to conversations around us or we listen to some teaching on YouTube. We, we, all of a sudden, we self-impose that thing on us. What am I saying? I don't know, some condition. Like maybe we need deliverance in some way. You know, there's all kinds of things that can happen. When we listen to other people's conversation, we try and put ourselves in that position. We try to put that stuff on ourselves. And God is saying this. All your sufficiency, every place you're dependent should be in me. Completely in me. Healing flows from me. Deliverance flows from me. And for you, it will come by being insufficient in yourself and completely sufficient in him. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. Anything as being. That brings you back to total surrender. That's surrendering your mind so that you can walk in the fullness of God. So that you can walk in full trust and allow him. And we have such trust through Christ towards God. It's only through my life that's been what? Baptized. I'm, I'm identifying with his death and resurrection. And so I'm walking just as, as I have died with him. I live with him. Really what I'm talking about tonight 
is something that is going to set you in motion to walk out your purpose freely without struggle. Because I can't do it if I'm struggling. If I'm struggling and striving, I'm looking for some other way. If I'm struggling and I'm striving, there's got to be another way. No, no, there's one way. It's God. It's Jesus. It's, he's the one, right, that does it. It says, but who has also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, the new and living way, and not, not of the letter, but by the Spirit. For the letter kills, and the Spirit gives life. <laughs> what does that mean? That means that God wants you free. When he's talking about the letter, the letter of the law that you are free from, that means that removes all legalistic things that God, you put on yourself. And not that God, listen, I'm not talking, I'm not trying to throw away. God wants us to walk in holiness. God wants us, he, you've already been made righteous and holy. But you can't do it by walking it out through the letter. Do you understand? The, the Pharisees... And the Sadducees, they couldn't, they could, there was no way they could ever keep up with all the laws. You can't do everything because one law is going to mess you up on the other side. You can't do it. You can't do it. So we give ourselves completely. Like God has freed us from this place. So we're going to jump down, right? Jump down to verse 16. Nevertheless, when, we, when one turns to the Lord. This is super important. Verse 16, chapter 3. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil, the veil, all these veils, all these things, right? Jesus, the new and living way, made a way so that the veil would be taken away, right? He also made a way that as we intercede and we pray for those around us, that the veil is lifted, that as I pray for you in here, or I, I pray for uh, any, any prodigals, any, anybody, people that don't have a revelation of what healing looks like, people that don't have a revelation of what deliverance looks like, God begins to open up and unveil. It's by the spirit of revelation that we walk in the glory. It's through revelatory things that God opens up for you where you can walk in the ease of God. Every other way is insufficient and will cause you to struggle. But God has designed that you walk with the fullness of life. Amen? And so now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Liberty is better than freedom. Liberty is better than freedom. Why? Because freedom can be all kinds of things. But liberty is true, and it's, and it's full, and the Holy Spirit wants us to live out of this liberty. But we all, with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being what? Transformed. Transformed into the same image from glory to glory, 
as by the Spirit of the Lord. So what do we, so here's the deal. We were sitting on Thanksgiving, we were talking about ascending the mountain like Jesus and the transfiguration, and it was super good. We had this great conversation, but God is causing us to, everyone in this room, he wants to bring you to a high place with him. He wants to bring you in a place of intimacy. He wants you to live in this place of intimacy where you're transformed in the glory. You want to be called as the, the ones that are called to the top of the mountain. There was only three with him. Many are called. Few are chosen. So here's, here's, here's what God wants from you, all of you. Here's what the Lord wants. He wants you to continue to ascend with him to a place where the veils are lifted and you begin to see all of who God is. And this is what we were talking about. I understand, as I was testifying for Tuesday, all of us need to come into a, an understanding, God, you're way bigger than what I understand right now. You are so great. I have only this little, I have tiny, this thin of revelation of who God is. It is just, God, this is the onion peel. It's like, okay, now you got this. Now you can, and now I've got this, and then there's more, because I've got more notes in here somewhere. But I'm telling you, the Lord wants us to move, remove every veil. And the only way you remove the veils is if you follow him. The only way is if I follow him high. The only way is if I get into that place with a glory. That's what happened. And there was this declaration over Jesus in that place of, of transfiguration. This is my beloved son. And it was revealed to him there. And, of course, we want to do stuff like Peter. We want to build stuff. All with good intentions. But that's what happens. Wow, he had an encounter with God. Now I'm going to go build something. And the Lord is saying to this place, watch what I do as I descend upon your pr the place where you come and you intercede. Watch what I do as I begin to invade the very, very pores of your being. Watch what I do as I begin to invade every area that you allow me into. Watch what I do. And this is what we want in this place. I want the glory of God. I want his presence. I want his tangible life inside of us. Everyone in this room, you must desire that place. And the Lord wants to transform us. He wants us to be transfigured. But there was one thing. It was by the new. It's only one way. Like all I have to do is follow Jesus. The new he opens up the new and pulls me into the living. He opens up the new and pulls me into life. He opens up the new place and pulls me into another, another realm of abundance. He opens up the new and gives me an invitation to walk in deeper and higher places with him. He opens up the new and shows me just a portion, a sliver of who he is. But it can change me. That's why the scripture says when I, when I behold him, I become like him. This is why Paul just says this, right? He says because we're transformed because of the unveil. We see him as a mirror. Unveiled. Everyone in this room, you're called to walk with the Lord in a deep, intimate place. That's why most 
Don't want to run with this message because it's going to cost you everything. I promise you. It will cost you everything. It will cost you putting down all the things that you hold sacred. It can be ministry. It can be a way you used to do things. It can be all these things. But God is pulling you deeper in this hour. And God wants us to ascend into that place to abide. I need the Lord. You know, they were talking about desperation, or they were singing about desperation today. I shouldn't say talking. They were singing. We're all worshiping in this place. God, I'm asking you for, for, to just push me into a place of complete desperation. just just going to end with this scripture I don't even need to look it up it's actually on the post today the zeal Psalm 69 verse 9 Psalm 69 and verse 9 and that's what I want to end with the zeal of the Lord. My version says, is eating me up. I want you to think about that for one minute. Because all of who Jesus is, I've just presented to you, like God has given us an invitation to follow him into this new and living way. Most believers are not living in this new and living way. I don't even think I had a, I don't even think I scratched it to be honest tonight. I don't think I did. I did a good job. No, I'm not saying, but I just, do you understand what I'm saying? When I look at what I, what my, what I'm able to articulate, it becomes like, I don't know. That's just a scratch off. That's a scratching the surface. What I'm saying is this, that the zeal of the Lord must consume us. And when it consumes us and we're desperate, then something happens. What does that mean? That means that I desire him more than anything else. I, I desire him more than getting myself fixed. I desire him more than a healing. I just desire him. I desire him more than a deliverance. And can I say, when, he, when you come into that place where you desire him more than anything, those things just manifest. Because when I'm hungry, when I... Where is my appetite? Where is my appetite? Like, where is your appetite? That's why I'm saying, when God shows up, as he shows up, when, when, I'm saying when, as he shows up, as he increases, as revival and awakening just come through that hall. I just, it was crazy, because I was in there by myself, and I'm thinking, it's like a big tunnel and all I'm thinking is oh God as you fly through this place I don't think I'm ready I don't think I'm ready I'm not hyping it up I really feel like I saw like the glory just come through it like right out of the prayer room like 
He may come in the front door. I don't know. He can come both ways. Squish us. Bam. But I'm telling you, there has, there, God is going to do it. And right now, right now we'll make room for him to do that.